0: Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast, a business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I am your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a personal brand marketing consultancy. And I have a very special guest with me today. I, of course, admire all of my guests, but not all of them are people I know quite as well as I feel like I know Sally, Sally Mildren. So Sally, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and read your bio off for our audience so they can kind of get to know you a little bit, and then we're going to dive right into our questions. Sound good? Yes. Awesome. So Sally is a healthcare brand and customer experience strategist. She has 20 years of experience as an executive leader in marketing and customer experience at Fortune 100 companies, health systems, and nonprofits. As CEO of Boss Lady Consulting, she helps businesses grow through empowering their brand and creating exceptional patient and customer experiences. Like, wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And just so you guys know, I mean, Sally and I talk pretty frequently and I've, I've learned a lot just talking to her and understanding the things that especially healthcare systems uh, and healthcare organizations can actually do to market better to their, their patients, their audience, right? Their patients are their audience and how they can market better. So you guys are really in for a treat between this episode and Sally's next episode. So Sally, again, thank you so much for taking the time.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about
0: it. I love this stuff.
1: Which is good
0: because, I mean, Sally's got this amazing business offering wonderful and very much needed services. It's hard to imagine, as many of us in the United States especially, can probably relate to how much work can be done in the Customer slash patient experience in terms of not just front end marketing, but you know back end marketing, and you know just kind of marketing throughout the the cycle in terms of how long somebody is a patient. But before we get into those things, let's get light for a moment. And can you tell us a hobby you have that most people don't know?
1: Well, I am a closet baker. And gardener. So I love to grow my own herbs and vegetables and food from scratch and then create homemade delicious meals for my family. So I'm a from scratch kind of gal. I always have dirt under my fingernails, but I love to garden and cook.
0: Oh my goodness. See, and so that's fun. I'm really glad I asked that question because we are going to get the garden set up this year. We we should have done it the first year. I don't want to say should have. I felt like I should have done it the first year we moved in, but I wanted my chickens and my goats so badly. I was like, we're on two acres. I need them. So I did the animals first, but now we've got awesome fertilizer. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> it does me. good fertilizer.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, you and I will definitely have something else to talk about then once spring hits, and I get the garden, and you know, maybe we'll get a couple of fruit trees in the ground. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. So I want to kind of give everybody an understanding of how you reached that, like this point where you are right now. And so I just, I'm curious to know what clued you into the fact that customer experience was like your zone of genius, that it was an area that you can make a serious difference in for your clients, right? Like I feel Mm -hmm. like, We don't talk about customer experience a lot, and I don't think I've really heard about it a lot in relation to healthcare, which might be telling. But yeah, so what clued you into the fact that customer experience was your zone of genius?
1: Well, as a director of marketing for a lot of healthcare entities, we were kind of the front edge of client feedback. And we were doing the community outreach, we're managing the online channels, we're managing the communication, and there was this constant drumbeat of feedback from the consumers, from the patients, from the customers, telling us their struggle or their challenge or or relaying the stories of what a hassle healthcare is to deal with. And it was from that space that it really was born, the passion to want to understand the end-to-end experience of a customer in the health environment and realize that it truly was a big hassle to deal with us. They'd get a different answer every time they called or depended on who they spoke to. And, And in such a vulnerable service where people are coming at their most vulnerable to have additional hassle just from operational gaps just seemed like unnecessary suffering for the patient. So that was what birthed this passion for customer experience in my heart and in the heart of our teams. And that's really where all of this came from. Oh my goodness. Okay,
0: see, and I don't think that people, I think a lot of people, especially, I mean, you and I kind of float around in the same like social media business worlds, if you will. And and we talk about customer experience and we talking about, we talk about, making it, oh, well, you want to make it as smooth as possible from the moment they interact with you to the, you know, moment that they choose to click buy. And sometimes that's a metaphorical click, right? Depending on how you work Mm -hmm. with clients or customers. But the perspective that you put on it from a healthcare standpoint leads, like I felt it, right? Like I felt the emotion there. And that just leads me to believe that it should be absolutely paramount, you know, just thinking about how things are going now, right? For example, with telehealth and this, I'm saying this from the perspective of knowing that, you know, our healthcare systems, our healthcare organizations are doing the best that they can. So I'm not coming at it from a perspective of pointing fingers. And I understand that, you know, certain processes have to be followed ethics and and protecting patient privacy and all that. But when people are waiting to get, you know, results, covid results or other types of results for example and and they get a notification right because it's all tele telehealth they get a notification saying that the doctor is going to call them and you're like is it positive or negative right right and so all of that anxiety that's happening right there like i wish you hadn't told me that the doctor's gonna call me i wish you hadn't said anything and that the doctor just called because now i've got this anxiety right because I, of the unknown piece and it's like is there a way within legal guidelines to to smooth some of that like does it have to be that way and and that's what somebody like you can you know with your your empathy for for the patient i think that that's so incredibly valuable for your clients right because that's your you're like translating the mo- the emotional experience which you know a lot of marketing misses out on
1: right well i started in healthcare as a caregiver i was a therapist mm. and made my way into marketing and customer experience. So I've seen kind of the full circle, but I really began to see even as a you know a middle-aged woman had a mammogram, got a call back right away to come back. They were concerned, which is always like, oh my gosh. So I went back right away, got another notice that they found something concerning and needed to come back right away well the mistake was that third notice was a duplication of the second notice and they didn't know i had already been back and had a second screening and so that kind of unnecessary gaps in the way that we care for patients causes a lot of stress and and it's not that hard to work out some of those things as you suggest to improve communication and improve our system so that we really are caring for the patient as well as we can. There's going to be gaps or hiccups, but for the most part, some of that can be worked out. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That must've been horrible.
0: Uh, especially receiving the the third one, right? You're like, I was already back. <laughs> like So of course you think it's just like, again, like it's something completely brand new, which would be So many ups and downs. You mentioned before we got on the call that you had, you know, been a part of setting up a customer experience division for a Fortune 100 company. I was curious if you could share with us just, you know, maybe a few of the lessons that you took away, right? Whether it's marketing or or some other area in terms of what those lessons were. But, you know, it's just such a, a unique experience. There's, there's only 100 of them, right? Fortune 100 companies. So I'm wondering, you know, what you learned from that experience?
1: Well, it was was the best and hardest work of my life. I will say that first. It was for a Medicaid health insurer that was also serving in the new Affordable Care Act, so individual and family. And the thing that we really, again, hearing that constant drumbeat of customer feedback, I was so excited about was that the executives at our local level and at the national level were willing to try this. And it was the pilot for the entire national corporation to, in essence, take the roof off of the house and find out what was going on in all the rooms. And so we collaborated with care management and with provider relations and with my teams, who are the call center, the marketing, the outreach, retention, we took a look at all of the areas in the organization and began to really understand so many duplications in the process. In fact, one of our journey maps for a provider who was working with us, and we know that a lot of providers are like, ah, the insurance is the devil, and that's well-earned in many cases, But there were 42 touch points for one provider to try to get something done in our health plan. And that is ridiculous. They don't have time for that. So we looked at the whole member experience and our provider experience to really understand what were the primary things we could do to address the majority of friction. Come fix it all at once. and. Most of them boiled down to communication. It wasn't that it was something super complex and out of our control. It was better communication with clarity and getting the same answer, regardless of who they called, that ultimately was the bottom line for the majority of our customer friction points. Oh my goodness. All right. Cohesive messaging, yep. <laughs> communication.
0: Oh, that's that's amazing. I mean, I have to applaud them for taking that step. Although I ha- I mean, I'm sure by reaching the, the level that they did, they probably understand that sometimes that's what you have to do. You just got to take the roof off of the house, yeah. as you said. I like yeah. that. So just to kind of wrap up this episode, I wanted to know what work typically looks like with the, with your clients, you know, are there any, uh, common problems that they're looking to solve when they hire you or, you know, processes that you go through in terms of developing your solutions, anything you can share like that?
1: Um, so we always start with our clients. Many of them come wanting to fix retention issues. So they are focused in on patient churn and they're losing them out the back Mm -hmm. door. And often that is a symptom of something wrong in the customer experience journey. We start with a very deep dive into data, into their position, their voice, their messaging, kind of what is their service flow. And then we, we bounce up against all of the standard surveys that are required in healthcare. And it really begins to paint a picture of these are your hot Because the temptation with customer experience is to boil the ocean. And you do better if you could focus in on a couple of initiatives at a time and really move the needle there. And so we help them really dial in to what are the primary things that we can address now to make immediate influence in improving the customer experience, which will improve retention, which will improve word of mouth referrals, which will grow your revenue. And so- for us, that's that's our focus is to really take a look at the end-to-end service and message and see where those spots are illuminated that need to be addressed. That is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. And
0: uh, I think it kind of points to not necessarily like a lean or, or agile like business framework. But I like what what it pulls from that, though, is is like what you said about looking at it end to end. So it's not about, you know, focusing all on one portion or another, but actually doing like a complete diagnostic, <laughs> doing a diagnostic and seeing, OK, where can we smooth out these bumps in the road to get the results that will immediately benefit not just the the client, but also their patients. And I think that that is something that's important to focus on too. When you improve customer experience, there's uh, at least a, a, a two different beneficiaries to that, right? The customer and the clients. That's fantastic. So that pretty much wraps up our first episode. Again, this was a, an interview with Sally Mildren, who is the CEO of Boss Lady Consulting. And we will include all of her social media links and her website link in the show notes for this episode. But what I want to tell you is that you definitely want to tune in for Sally's next episode, because we are actually going to be talking about the top mistakes that companies make when they're implementing customer experience programs. And I mean, the thing is, is we all want solutions, but I feel like, I mean, in the beginning, it's really important to understand the mistakes and that is what we're going to dive into. So thanks again, Sally, for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. And again, this was an episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you like and share and leave us a review wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.